0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Klusich, and I am a third year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by Molly Weimel, PharmD. She is a Pitt Pharmacy graduate, Pennsylvania Pharmacist Care Network luminary, and a pharmacist at St. Mary's Pharmacy in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. As a member of PBCN and a Flip the Pharmacy participant, St. Mary's has been a leader in the COVID-19 vaccine response, and today, Molly is going to share her pharmacy's journey through this process and provide some valuable insight for pharmacists looking to get involved. So Molly, welcome to Beyond the Sig.
1: Thanks, Brooke. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's get started with you maybe filling in some of the gaps on your background. Tell us a little more about your career journey and what it's like at your practice site, St. Mary's Pharmacy.
1: So I've actually worked at St. Mary's Pharmacy since I've been 14 years old, so I've been here quite a long time. I started as a clerk and then I soon became a pharmacy technician after that. Just prior to my freshman year of college, I decided to switch majors. I was originally going to be a psychiatrist, and I switched majors just before that freshman year, decided to become a pharmacist. So I'm now a proud 2005 graduate of the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Upon graduation, I became a staff pharmacist at St. Mary's Pharmacy, and then a few years later, we decided to open a new retail location in Kane, Pennsylvania. I was responsible for opening that location, and there I was the manager for five years. After the Cain location, I became the manager of our long-term care location. I was responsible for growing that division there, and then finally in 2015, I became director of pharmacy for all of SMP's locations, where I'm currently responsible for managing the operations of four retail pharmacies and one long-term care location. In addition to my position here at SMP, I'm also a board of director for the Pennsylvania Pharmacist Association. I serve as a regional advisory committee member for Value Drug Company. And as you mentioned before, I serve as, also serve as a PPCN luminary.
0: Great, thank you, Molly. So St. Mary's Pharmacy was actually one of the first PPCN pharmacies to receive the COVID vaccine in late December, 2020. I'm curious to know how did you and your staff prepare for the rollout?
1: Yes. So we were one of the very lucky first recipients of vaccine back in December. I assume that is because of our um, affiliation with the long-term care facilities. So I, I believe that played a big part in why we received vaccines so early. But prior to mid-December, we had some ideas on how we would roll out our process, but we really thought that we weren't going to receive vaccine until February or March. So at that point, they were just ideas. Then Mid-December, Moderna was approved and we found out that we were gonna be one of the first to receive vaccine. So then it became really real and we realized we had a lot of work to do. At that time, our owner and CFO, Frank Strub, he started working on developing our online forms. He did all of our request forms, our consent forms. He revised our website. While he was busy doing that, I started working on all of our policies and procedures and then doing some advertising via social media We did rely very heavily on the change package, the December change package from CPSN and Flip the Pharmacy to help us develop our policies and really get ready for that vaccine arrival at the end of December.
0: So it's now March and St. Mary's Pharmacy has provided around 8,700 COVID vaccines since the initial rollout. What has been your process for organizing these vaccine clinics in your community?
1: So our clinics, well, I'm really not sure where to begin there. Um, As you said, we did administer over 8,700 doses since December 30th. In the first few weeks, we were really only administering about 300 vaccines per week, and that was to healthcare workers across the state. But then the state changed their 1A guidelines, and they added the individuals that were over 65 and individuals under 65 with high-risk conditions. So we decided at that point, I believe it was a Tuesday morning, that we were gonna host a mass vaccination clinic that weekend. So we really only had four short days to prepare for this massive event. But after a ton of hours planning that week, we were able to administer 1,850 vaccines in just six hours. To put that in perspective, that's one vaccine every 12 seconds, which is really amazing. We're really proud of that fact. So we held our first clinic at the local high school on January 24th. Our second dose clinic for those same 1850 patients was on February 21st. And on our clinic for the 21st, we decided to add a nurse to each vaccine table. This was really helpful. It helped us be much more efficient. The nurse would prep the patient with the alcohol swab and a barrier bandage. And then after that, they would review the side effects. So really all our pharmacists had to do is actually administer the vaccine. So it was very helpful to have that nurse. And we actually hadn't nurses and pharmacists waiting for patients to come to them instead of having a line of people waiting for the vaccine. It was really the pharmacist waiting for a patient to come. So we had a really extremely efficient process. We could have probably added an additional 2,000 vaccines that day if we had sufficient supply, but at that point our supply was dwindling, so we had to stick to the 1,850 second doses. During all this, our community has been absolutely amazing. Uh, We a request form on our website, a survey for them, and we had over 150 community volunteers for the clinic. Um, We thought that was really wonderful. We just feel so blessed to have such a caring community. Um, During that clinic, we only really had room for 40 of those volunteers, but we're keeping the rest of the volunteers on a list for future clinics. So here, our administration team at SMP were all alumni of the Catholic High School. This helped us with the layout of the clinic because we were really familiar with the school itself so since we had knowledge of the layout of the building we were able to develop a one-way flow through the school and help with social distancing and make everything really efficient through the process So i just want to talk a little bit about the clinic itself so patients everything started out in the parking lot obviously so we had civil air patrol volunteer to come help park cars in the parking lot They parked over 2,000 cars that day between the volunteers and the staff and all the patients that came through. We then had staff members at the entrance door. We had two members there. They had a list of patients that were scheduled for appointments that day, and they wouldn't allow anybody in the door more than five minutes prior to the scheduled appointment time. And that there also helped us social distancing because we didn't have a lot of people trying to get in the door at one time. So really there was roughly 25 to 30 people that walked through the door every five minutes. So as soon as they got in the door, the next station was someone stationed right inside the door there taking temperatures. So this person's job was strictly to take the patient's temperature and then ask them to have a copy of their insurance card ready for our staff. Then the patients would proceed down the hallway of the school to the main lobby where they were greeted by another employee This employee asked them their last name and then showed them which registration desk to go to. At registration, it's important to note that we had all of our our forms were online. So patients had to fill everything out online. And then when they got to their station, the registration clerk just had to ask them their name, their date of birth, and then a couple of vaccine related questions. The The registration clerk was also responsible for giving the patient their vaccine record card. And if the patient, for some reason, we didn't have an actual consent form there on the table, we did also have a help desk with some IT people stationed there that could help them through the process. And so we took computers and printers and everything with us just so we could handle all that. So after the patient had their consent form in their hand, they proceeded to the gymnasium. There they were greeted by another staff member who told them which table to go to. So then they got to the actual pharmacist and At the first clinic, the pharmacist did all the prepping. At the second clinic, the nurse actually did the prepping of the patient, and the pharmacist gave the vaccine. After that, the school has an auxiliary gymnasium, so the patients went over there for a 15-minute wait time, and that monitoring was done by our local EMTs, so that allowed us to have our pharmacist concentrate just on vaccinating patients instead of monitoring them. So, after the 15 minutes was over, the patients just exited the building through a separate door, again, allowing the one way flow through the whole process. So, everything went really, really smooth, and we received a lot of compliments on how the clinics ran.
0: Yeah, it's truly amazing to hear about the efforts of your pharmacy team and all your volunteers and the impact you've had on your community. I've definitely been seeing bits and pieces come across on social media and You know, it seems like every time I log on to Facebook or LinkedIn, St. Mary's is always at the top of my feed with some exciting new update. So can you speak a bit to how St. Mary's has leveraged social media to communicate and engage with your community, especially since you've been offering COVID vaccines?
1: Sure. So we've done a lot of advertising on Facebook itself. I want to say most of our advertising actually goes out through that avenue. We had advertisements leading up to our vaccine arrival, and we had some videos of the vaccine actually coming through the door and our owners opening our first shipment. So that was really neat to see. Um, We were also prepared for the vaccine to arrive. We had a social media release form for the UPS driver to sign when he walked through our door. He looked at me kind of funny when I asked him, but um, he, he did sign it and we have pictures of him on social media as well. So on Facebook, we've included photos I'm sorry, photos of our first vaccine recipient, our first nursing home vaccine recipient, our 5,000th dose, and some various other photos of our process. Most recently, we've developed some short one to two minute videos for social media. And this would walk our patients through our vaccination process at our store here, as well as using our mobile check-in app called Medical Check-In. So most of our posts have been pretty popular, especially those ones from like the local um, TV stations and different things, you know, when we share those posts, they've been very popular. We have thousands of views, hundreds of likes, hundreds of comments on our various posts. Um, Also, we've kept up with our website, you know, made it easy to navigate for our patients. So it's important to keep your website up in addition to your normal Facebook site. We also brought our business LinkedIn page back to life during this process, you know, prior... I don't even think we knew the password to our LinkedIn account. You know, I had to reset the password in order to make some posts there. So LinkedIn, it has a very much different audience than Facebook, so we don't have as many posts on that, but we're sure to share when we're in the news and share the success of our clinics with our followers on LinkedIn as well. For LinkedIn, I try to create most of the posts on our actual business page, and then I share it from my personal page to get some more views there. In addition to the social media platforms, we've also been able to collect over 20,000 email addresses from our online vaccine request form. So we thought this was really important. You know, it, never before could we collect such an amazing amount of followers for our business. So we're actually going to use those email addresses with our email campaign software to engage those customers with their specific interest in our services. So we really see it as a huge opportunity to grow our service lines outside our traditional dispensing service.
0: Now, I know as a student, the COVID vaccine rollout has provided us with countless opportunities to get involved. I'm curious to know how St. Mary's has engaged students in the COVID vaccine response
1: So during our initial rollout, we had two fifth-year interns home for Christmas break. So they were very instrumental in helping us administer our first several hundred doses, both here at the store and in nursing homes. So we were extremely grateful to have them here during that time and help with our rollout. Um, Early on, we also reached out to the schools of pharmacies to look for additional interns to help with our rollout. We thought with COVID, there might be some sites that were um, canceling the rotations for the students so we offered to take some on but we're in a very rural area so we weren't able to secure any of the help you know a lot of students live in you know the more concentrated cities so we weren't able to get more help from the students there but you know if there's any pharmacy interns listening to this podcast now that are interested you know we'd be more than happy to have you on a rotation here at smp
0: So it sounds like St. Mary's really has your process down to a science, but I imagine it was not without its challenges. So can you tell us a little about what challenges you have faced in providing the COVID-19 vaccine to your patients and holding these clinics and how did you overcome them?
1: So as you know, we didn't have a whole team here at SMP just waiting for COVID vaccines to take place and we really didn't know how much manpower it would take either or how successful we would be. So, you know, it's been challenging finding the staff, you know, being able to split our time between the normal traditional dispensing or our normal just daily job tasks and, you know, split the time between that and COVID vaccine. You know, we're coping with that. We have some behind the scenes people that have done a lot of the like work. You know, our, Our HR person, you know, has Really stepped up. She's answering, you know, thousands of emails a week and helping us out with that. But I would say that our number one challenge has been trying to build the vaccine. So we've administered over 8,700 vaccines at this point. But we've only built roughly 20% of them. So we have a long way to go. And with a lot of insurance companies, you only have 90 days to build those. So it's really difficult. We actually hired one billing technician, she does nothing but bill Moderna vaccines 40 plus hours per week. But, you know, the, the billing for the vaccine isn't as simple as billing a normal prescription. And you know, there's a lot of additional fields that need added into your database. Um, each, each insurance plan requires some different information. Um, and also, like I said, about 75% of our vaccines that we've administered so far were patients that weren't in our computer system before. So these patients we have to enter. Are all their demographics, and that's taking a considerable amount of time. So for a patient that hasn't been in our system, it's taking maybe six minutes to bill a vaccine start to finish versus three to four minutes for someone that's in our database already. So I guess all that being said, we're vaccinating roughly a thousand people in our store each week, but our one full-time biller is only, only able to bill roughly 500 vaccines in a week. So we're kind of going backwards here and trying to figure out how we're going to get all these vaccines billed. So right now we're looking for probably 1.5 FTEs um, to help us bill. So we have some ads out. We have some interviews later today. So hopefully that goes well. Our next challenge I would say would be related to the supply chain. You know, we would love to host more clinics, but with the uncertainty of our future supply chain, we're a little bit hesitant. Um, Patients we're in and out of the school in 20 minutes. You know, we our clinics have been termed a well-oiled machine. So, you know, we'd really love to host some more, but we're not sure, you know, that the supply would be there. So we're, like I said, we're a little hesitant on that. And then a third challenge I would say would be finding a means to help patients that don't have the internet. Um, we were originally looking at partnering with a local library to help register the patients that didn't have internet access. With the new state requirement that we must provide phone scheduling, we've switched gears and now we do have one of our normal customer service representatives. She calls patients all day long and helps them register over the phone. Unfortunately, though, this takes her away from her normal position. So we are falling a little bit behind in the pharmacy area there. So a lot of our challenges are related to manpower. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, as a Flip the Pharmacy participant, you know the recent focus of the initiative has largely been on immunizations and specifically the COVID-19 vaccine. How has the support and resources of the Flip the Pharmacy program helped you in these efforts?
1: The Flip the Pharmacy change packages, especially December's edition, were really helpful to us, especially when we were first implementing our processes. You really don't know where to start. You know, vaccine's coming, but what do you need to do next? You know, it's so much different than administering a flu shot in your pharmacy. So there's a lot of other steps. So we did rely heavily on December's edition. There, it was extremely helpful for us. We also enjoy, you know, watching weekly webinars from PPCN or CPSN. We try to take we try to take away a pearl from each one. You know, one. Amazing idea that came from another flip the pharmacy participant was to add our additional services to our online consent form. So now our last question on our consent form is: Are you interested in receiving information about other helpful services we offer at SMP? So we thought this was really useful, you know, to help educate our patients, you know, do a little bit of our own marketing through through the consent form. Um, so patients can actually choose multiple responses to this question. Some of the things that they can choose are SP Simple Pack, which is our new strip compliance packaging. They can choose to receive info on prescriptions because they may not be our normal prescription customer. They can also get information on point of care testing, diabetes prevention, diabetes education, um, TB tests. They can get info on MedSync or our lab testing and many other services, including our various um, DME lines of business as well. Um, Again, remember that 75% of our recipients weren't our customers, so we thought this was a great opportunity to market our services to our new customers that were walking through our door. We've also shared our experiences with PPCN and CPSN. You can find many of our materials on the CPSN Best Practices website. It's just important that Pharmacies need to help each other out. We need to remain united during this pandemic, and we need to present our true capabilities as we provide, as we fight for our provider status in the state of PA. You know, this is really our time to shine as pharmacists.
0: Absolutely. And I guess knowing what you know now, what advice would you have for other independent pharmacies that want to take advantage of the opportunity to provide COVID 19 vaccines?
1: So my advice would be to start preparing as soon as you can. You know, there is a lot of work to get done to get your COVID immunization program up and running. You know, I encourage you to use the resources that are already out there for you, whether it's the flip the pharmacy change packages. Um, I know I rely on our wholesaler Value Drug. Value's mission is to help facilitate the success of independent pharmacies. So our partnership with them has been invaluable in terms of increasing our growth and our prosperity during this time and in this ever-changing marketplace. I know they employ a team of strategists that have compiled a great deal of data, a lot of useful information to share with their pharmacies. And then in addition, you have the resources of PPCN and CPSN, they have a great deal of information on their website you know, watch their weekly webinars, get ideas of other people. So just use the resources that are available to you and don't reinvent the wheel if you don't have to.
0: Molly, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. You've provided so many great tips for pharmacists listening, and I know they're really going to appreciate hearing your success story. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me today, Brooke. I'm happy to share our experiences with
0: others. Sure. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Keep tuning in to learn more about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit PA Pharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's PA Pharmacists.com forward slash podcast.